Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks is brought to you by two kinky poly babes on a mission to make sure you can be well-informed before diving into all things kink, dating, sex, and non-monogamy. We want to make sure this content can stay free and available for everyone who needs it. And with a little help from our listeners, we can do exactly that. Consider joining our Patreon for a monthly subscription where you can have access to our behind-the-scenes content, or you can make a small donation to our Ko-fi, where you can donate as little as $2 to make a huge difference. We greatly appreciate it. Welcome back to Freaks, Kinks, and Geeks. Oh my. I'm glad that we didn't have to like talk about that because we didn't actually talk about that ahead of time. Who was doing what? <laughs> I, uh, we don't have to talk about it because every time we try to talk about it, you always force me to do the oh my. So what's there to talk about? <laughs> this is true. You're like, CJ, why don't you try that losing battle you always do at the beginning of the episode? I'm like, well, because you always say no. <laughs> I accepted my role here. Great. Yeah. So you are back with April. And her confidant, her number one, her personal pay pay, CJ. My oh my. That's me. I'm the oh my boy. <laughs> so this week, let's just jump on in. Dive in. Dive into the mythical land, the magical land that we're about to go into. And you don't need to go into your closet to get transported to this magical never never land because it's here in the reality. We're talking about unicorns and dragons. Yo, we should get a soundboard, by the way. I'm sorry. This is like really left field, but I would love to do one. I would have done applause right there. I think I can do that on the app. I would love that. Okay. I'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so unicorns and dragons, um, you know, based on the poll that we did in our group this week, about, you know, I would say a third of them had no idea what that even meant. That's so true. But how powerful I felt, by the way, that like my uh, addition to the poll was like. It did really well. It really did well. Which I appreciate. My head got so big, guys. Thank you. So let's first explain what a unicorn and a dragon is. Yes. That way all of our listeners can go, oh. Mm -hmm. So there is a definition um, that I will read off. But essentially a unicorn and a dragon is a more non-monog, poly-specific term. Mm -hmm. Um. Unicorn is a female, usually specific term, and dragon is a male specific term, which CJ will I talk about. I have issues with that. I definitely she, have she issues definitely with that. If issues. you listen to the, if you're part of the Patreon, you listen to the B-roll for this episode, you know I have issues with it. So, and if we say unicorn, um, you know, that's kind of a default term. Dragon's not used quite as much, but I'm going to use them somewhat interchangeably. Yeah. So unicorn dragon. Yeah. So a unicorn is a community term for a bisexual woman who is non-monogamous and open to sexual or romantic relationships with a couple, thruple, etc. Um, they are called unis- unicorns. Um Mostly because beside the fact that they are magical, the term unicorn has become kind of a running joke in the poly community, and it mostly refers to the unrealistic expectations that people seeking women like this out can have. Just like unicorns, what these couples want just really isn't real. Yeah, and I think for that reason, that just that last line alone of like, this is someone you're looking for who isn't real, that's why I have a big issue with the addition of dragon was because that concept in itself is not gendered yeah so it doesn't really seem like it was necessary to create dragon and then you come in with the biggest slap to the face where dragon uh, which uh, once again spoilers from the b-roll but i believe that dragon is the superior mythical creature okay i'm just saying okay wait look what what powers do unicorns have i'll wait big horn (laughs) (laughs) that is um exactly what i would expect to hear from the size queen of the two (laughs) it's not my fault it's my kink (laughs) Um, 
and this article does go on to say that it's incredibly dehumanizing and predatory. So I'm going to preface this, though, that this article was written by someone who was a unicorn and yes. had been hunted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we will post a link to this article. Um, I think it is good to read if you are considering unicorn hunting. Or being a unicorn. Or being a unicorn. Yeah, um, I think it's good to know the ins and outs and what she faced. Um, some of her advice is really good. Mm-hmm. We will go through some of that. Mm-hmm. I think we can include a link in the description too, right? Yes. Nice. I'll drop a link. Um, there's a few things that I'll drop links for. And mm-hmm. we'll also go through, you know, what makes a situation ethical versus unethical when it comes to unicorn hunting or it comes mm-hmm. to um, going about it in a way that will take care of everyone and make sure as much as you can, you're not hurting either yourself, your partner, or the unicorn you're going to be bringing in. Or dragon. Or the dragon. So angry. I'm mad. So first, what do you want to go through? Do you want to go through some of like the problems that we see? Yeah, and I uh, basically want to start by saying like, you know, since Polly is still a relatively small world, it's not like we've, you know, I personally haven't met anybody who's a unicorn. Except I the woman in the mirror. Met a, me. I know a couple. I've met a couple. I don't know any that have been in successful mm-hmm. relationships like that. And so a lot of, like, the experience that we're pulling from is a lot of what we're seeing in the poly groups that we're in, you know, a lot of the same commentary that comes up again. A lot of what almost becomes, like, you know, in the poly culture, if you will, like, you know, sometimes I'll send April a screenshot of, like, somebody who's, like, a newbie poly who's looking for, they're a married couple looking Mm -hmm. for a third or something. And I'll be like, oh, my God, the bait is out. Wait for the piranhas because everybody jumps all over them. Or, like, the one I sent you that was just It was so creepy. That one had bad energy, too. That was bad. Like, Um, sometimes they kind of have an innocent, naive energy, but you know it's going to go bad. But that one was, like, dark. Yeah. That That was was, was bad. That one felt gross. Um, essentially, uh, to get into why it's unethical. Now, I want to start by saying, and I think one of the people who commented on the poll, um, we started talking about how I think it's people who are looking to dip their toes into the non-monogamy world think that this is a very, like, easy way to do it, where it's like, you know, maybe you have been considering this, maybe you are curious about it. And a lot of times, um, couples will try to keep it, quote unquote, equal so they're like oh no we're finding a partner for both of us not one of us is having more experiences than the other and everything is good um now what i hope you're hearing when i say that is the prioritizing of the couple's feelings and you know their comfort because you know if you're thinking oh it's equal for both of us like when you're actually dating side by side it's not really possible to keep it equal no you know you can't always have uh, the same amount of partners you can't always have your partners have the same availability and then so you don't ever have to like be alone with your thoughts like that's really unrealistic just based on how people are yeah so there is a lot of prioritizing of the comfort and um almost like the the couple's way of avoiding the real work that makes polyamorous relationships successful yeah like facing yourself and who you are as an individual yeah and i will say i think on my end i think the closest experience i've had to this um i've not been a unicorn it's something that i would not be a good fit for me Mm -hmm. um i have no interest in joining a couple um i will say when i've dated someone where their partner has veto power or their relationship is very unstable Um, I think that's the closest I've come where, you know, unfortunately, many times when a couple brings in a third, um, 
they expect equal time, equal, you know, opportunities, equal emotional, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they also don't account for the fact that, like any other relationship, the relationship's going to have rocky points. Mm-hmm. If you've been in a relationship for more than five seconds, I mean, yeah. you know it's going to get rocky. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, what happens is in order to save the original relationship, they discard the third. Yeah. And that's definitely happened to me with newly poly people that I've mm-hmm. dated where they suddenly shut the marriage down yep. and call it off because their relationship got rocky even though it has nothing to do with me yeah so i've experienced that and that's super shitty yeah um it's turned me off from dating a lot of newbie poly people because i mm-hmm. it's happened so many times now yeah it, it literally is almost formulaic like unfortunately yeah. i know what's and coming I think that, yeah i think that we had both tried to be open to that for a really long time but like after you know so many of the same exact thing happening over and over again it kind of is like it gets discouraging yeah you got to protect yourself too you know so and that's for me i think one of the biggest things with unicorn hunting is that the lack of autonomy between all three and and not accounting for just the natural human bias yeah i am i mean anyone is going to have natural human bias for the person they've known the longest Mm -hmm. yeah that's just how it is right and honestly i think like that's not something that you can change that you have that bias so I think just kind of owning it and being honest about it you know yeah moving with that in mind like how can I make this more fair you know like not trying to be like oh well I'm not you know we're not saying anybody's bad but it's like you can present yourself better like you can be better so I think you know we can run through what does it look like to be an ethical and well set up triad um what it looks like on the counterpoint when you're not Mm mm-hmm Um, And this episode truly is to give you some tools and things to think about if you are in a triad, if you are going to be looking for a third. um, First of all, just brace yourself. You Mm -hmm. are going to catch a lot of slack. That is just how it is. Especially if you're entering in and you're really not doing any research and you're going straight to questions in the groups. Like, I know that still feels like it's a safe place to start because you're like, oh, well, I'm just asking questions. But it's almost like a a lot of people don't really have any um, any sort of I think a lot of people in the poly communities are kind of tired of seeing couples that aren't really willing to put in the work to be polyamorous and just kind of want to find a unicorn and really and and what we'll get and then muck it up. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get very like, oh, everyone's so mean. And honestly, a lot of people are being nasty about it, you know? Like, I think a lot of people go really hard. But I think it is because a lot of times it's unethical, you know? Yeah. A lot of times it is like a one penis policy situation. Yeah. Where like, oh, I can, you know, only the, we can only date women, mm-hmm. you know? No other men. And that's, you know, we can go ahead and jump in um, to kind of comparing the two approaches. So... You know, I think it's, I'm going to kind of, we'll run through a list of like point counterpoint on, mm-hmm. uh, we'll start with the. Let's do the unethical first and then do the ethical. Okay. So we will do the unethical side and what the counterpoint to that might look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then we can kind of expand on them as we go. So mm-hmm. I'll be, do you want to be ethical or unethical? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be unethical. Boom. So to start, um, when you're unicorn hunting, the unethical side, the couple is looking to find someone to quote unquote fit. Now, this is very, this ain't build a bitch vibes. 
okay this is very like you know the couple gets very excited about the fact that they're finally on the same page about opening up so then they're like oh you know what we should do oh we should find a person who's like this age oh we should find a, a girl who's like into this and she has to like smoke weed and she has to be down for like oh we, we love going to beaches you know and mm-hmm. you gotta do this and do this and like um the one couple that we were referencing that felt like very dark and gross they had a checklist yeah must they were like must be 18 to 24 must be female must know how to twerk and strip it was crazy it was gross, gross. it was gross. those are the only people that i dragged hardcore oh yeah i usually they don't comment it. i dragged the fuck out of them yeah yeah they deserve um, it and i think like when you're talking about this finding someone to fit this is probably one of the hardest parts where you're expecting two people to be attracted to the same type of person mm-hmm. and for that person to be attracted to two people right who might be completely different and usually couples are yeah opposite the track for a reason exactly so the counterpoint to this is so she just to regroup she said the couple is finding someone to fit the ethical version of this would be organically formed by everyone involved yeah and and just to jump in really quick i think that's the healthier way to form relationships period yeah you know i think even if you know even as someone who's solo poly being like oh yeah i need someone who's like available once a week to meet who's like you know where it's like or just like allow a connection to like organically form like you can have your standards of what you are looking for in a relationship and what you need but like just be careful how long that checklist becomes and how realistic it is yeah so moving on, um, unethical sexual autonomy is limited slash non-existent. Now, essentially what this means is that there are some cases where the couple is making a demand of the third or the unicorn, such as you're not allowed to date anybody but us, or you can only have threesomes with us, or you can only play with us. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, first of all, if you're going to be non-monogamous, why are you like, cutting off that person's ability to connect with others yeah there are ethical try closed triads mm-hmm. but that's something that everybody agrees on yeah yeah so the counterpoint to this is all partners have sexual autonomy so no one penis policy mm-hmm. no we all have to only have sex with all three of us yes that one too that yeah that what you just said there I, yeah yep. where they'll be like oh no two can have sex without the third being there yep Mm-hmm. Sometimes they require um, that the partner is in the house. Mm-hmm. It, That's just a huge lack of autonomy. Yeah. That. It's like you're trying to assert control that you really don't have. Yeah. And that will never end well. No. Next one. The relationship is designed by the couple without input from the unicorn. There is this like hierarchy in the unethical unicorn hunting of like, and then we, t- and we touched on it a little bit earlier where it's like the priority is keeping that initial couple's relationship mm-hmm. safe, you know, which does mean that the unicorn is easily discarded, you know? Yep. So, um, and it also means the unicorn doesn't have any input into the rules and boundaries of the relationship. Right. They're walking into those rules and boundaries being set. Yeah, exactly. It's like a job position. Yeah. And they can't really like, you know, have any say Have no in it. leeway. Ugh. Sounds like a prisoner. Sorry. So the counterpoint would be all partners establish agreements and boundaries. Right. And in that situation, it works for everybody involved because they've discussed it. That is more alike to the work that goes into healthy non-monogamous relationships. Yeah. Is everyone having a say? Everyone having that hard conversation? Everyone being comfortable being uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Next, um, the relationship requests read like a job posting. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> just like you said. That. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, it, you know, just to reiterate that uh, it's very like, you must be this, you must be this, you must be this, and this is not negotiable. Yeah. And on the flip side, the ethical should be relationship requests express equ- equity and equality. Mm-hmm. Meaning everybody has the same chance as everybody else. You know, nothing is available to one that's not available to the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one on the unethical side is that any dates or outings require all three people. Yuck. <laughs> it, this is, uh, I'm, I just, I just thought about the irony of like you and I trying to present this and we're like probably two of the most like autonomous, independent people yeah. that I know. <laughs> Everything so about like, this is making me like, like <gasps> Yeah, that is so, it, it just, it, that feels so controlling. Yeah. So, so insecure. Again, it's just like, not. Like, what are you trying to do? Long term, that's just not realistic. Exactly. In my mind, the thing that you're trying to accomplish is to always be seeing what's going on around you so you don't feel, what, out of the loop? You don't trust your partners? Yeah. Like, I mean, I would, I would be interested in hearing what somebody thinks is a positive version of this. Yeah, I mean... Because if you say, oh, it's so that we nobody's missing out on the fun. Mm. Well, they should be. Yeah. I mean, I don't do everything with all my partners, so... Here's the thing. If even... Look, you and Jay went to Costa Rica, and you didn't invite me, which is rude. Rude. Um, but, I mean, like, in a way, it's like, yeah, but, like, I, I'm... Ha- the same way you're happy for your friends going out, like... Yeah. And you don't have control over that. No. I mean, know? me and Dom went on vacation. Jay wasn't there. Like... Yeah um it you know you don't have to be there all the time mm-hmm. it is okay you yeah. can still have those experiences they are still valid it does yeah. not threaten your other relationships right and unless you your relationship's rocky right and exactly. that's on you to figure out exactly this isn't to say that you can't ask for things in your relationship like oh hey you guys went out to see a movie i really want to see that movie can i you know can i go see it with somebody you know like mm-hmm. you it just you do have to be aware of yourself and your wants and to be able to ask for what you need because if you're used to not speaking your needs and you see your other you know partners doing what you want to do and you're just kind of silently stewing and being angry about it that's on you yeah so next one the couple privilege slash veto power prevails Um, Again, we did touch on this a little bit earlier, but it's the idea, once again, that the priority relationship to be protected is the existing couple's relationship. And if they feel that it's uh, uncomfortable or that something is not going the way that they want, um, so many times we hear, oh, we're closing our relationship so we can work on ourselves. First of all, none of us are ever going to be in a position of total, like, clear, no schedule. I have time to focus 100% on anything. Yeah. So to, so to even think like, oh, well, I'm going to close the relationship so that we can like really work on each other. Like that work can be done in the relationship without anybody being kicked out. Well, and it also has to do with, so like the counterpoint, and I think the counterpoint speaks to this a little bit more. It talks about relationship issues negotiated fairly, no default privilege. So this also just has to do with when renegotiating boundaries or rules or whatever, the couple doesn't have just immediate say on those rules or boundaries. Right. Those are all decided and agreed upon as a group. Mm-hmm. Um, and each actually, to further that, boundaries really should be agreed upon by the individual person. Yeah. So my boundaries might not match my partner's boundaries, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We know what those, like, what that means. So, like, one of our boundaries is we use condoms. Mm-hmm. I, that's my boundary. If I don't use a condom, then subsequently, 
my partner might not want to have sex with me until I get tested. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to use like I know there's consequences because it sounds like de- you know it sounds oh, like a punishment, but yeah. I know what it means if one of those boundaries is not followed. I and... think I think actually it's more about just respecting your the boundaries of your partner. You know, yeah. like your partner has asserted a boundary to, or has like requested no, I'll say asserted a boundary which says like this is what I'm doing to protect my sexual health. So. You know, they do have the right to say, okay, well, I would appreciate if you would get tested before we have unprotected sex again. Yeah. And that's their boundary. Yeah. Um, uh, next on second, one. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um, one thing that I want to say before we move on is that that's another thing that I find really uncomfortable about the um, unicorn hunting is that it feels like the existing couple will always vote in favor of each other. So it's like easy to outnumber the third. Yeah. Which is why it's really important to, you know, bias. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Next, all partners are expected to only love the triad. And the counterpart is all partners have the freedom to love who and how they love. Lastly, a triad can be ended by the couple without input. I think this goes back to the. This is kind of veto power. This is the veto power again. Yeah. And the counterpoint to that is all partners choose to open, close, or end the triad. So, and that can also include that one partner continues to date that person without the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't have to stay a triad. It can actually move exactly. to a different form. Right. If one of the connections, you know, has to come to an end, that doesn't mean all the connections has to come to an end. Correct. Yeah. So let's talk about, um, you know, I think... Some of the big points that she makes in this article, and there was also some other um, red flags to look for. So I think we can kind of touch on some of those um, and maybe how to structure. We can talk about how to structure a triad. Um, I think for me, a lot of this just comes down to communication. But what are you looking for? I'm looking for which uh, paper you're looking at. Oh, um, we can start with that one. This one or these ones? This one. Okay, got it. I'm in. Boom. So I think the first thing to remember, um, and I really like this one, and this, she says bisexual women, but I'm going to say bisexual people. Thank you. Bisexual people are humans, not unicorns or dragons. Yeah. This is not some mythical creature that you go collect and keep in a little jar on your table and mm-hmm. try to watch it grow or thrive. Yeah, this is a complex human with baggage and trauma and a life, mm-hmm. wants, needs, and desires. Much like her point on two, which is you and your partner are also humans. Yep. Everyone here is a complex being. I think we all know how hard it is to have a relationship with just one other person. Yeah. So let's consider how hard it might be with three. Yeah. <laughs> that exactly. That makes me tired. And um, I will actually want to reference one of the comments on the poll, which is like you're actually dealing with up to seven different relationship dynamics in a triad. Yeah. One. Well, I think they actually commented later it's up to fifteen. Jesus fifteen Christ. different relationships within a triad, and we yeah. can. They're so it. Just like briefly, it's like the relationship with the the unicorn and the couple, the relationship with the you know husband and the unicorn and the wife the relationship between the wife and the girlfriend and the husband like there's like a lot of different like relationships that connect yes it's a little web it's a little web webby um this other one her third point relationships don't date people do what 
So this is, I think, more speaking to that you're not dating the couple. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, like, one person. Yes. Did you ever see Scrubs? Yes. Where they, like, made uh, Carla and um, Turk one person in, like, a medieval episode because they were, like, a couple that was always glommed together. So then they just put, like, a person with two heads. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It does seem like that. But, like, listen, you know, monogamy culture gears us that way. Very, like, you and your husband are one. Yeah. We have one email because we don't hide anything from anybody. Yeah, we have other. one Facebook because we're together. Yeah, we're together. It's just, it's just him and I. He can hear everything that I can hear. Yeah. And I think, you know, to be honest, dating separately is important. Yeah. Because um, you do need to get to know those people on an individual level. Yeah. And have that connection on an individual level. And know yourself on an individual I, level. There's a reason I hang out with my friends separately. I enjoy them individually, and then I also enjoy them all in a group. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know... I, I can't imagine hanging out with all my friends only in a group setting. Was this seems high in, school? Seems intense. Seems like we're forced to be in the same location all the time. Yeah. Like there's, I think there's a lot of value to getting to know someone one-on-one. I think so, too. And having that connection one-on-one. Or um, just people who prefer one-on-one connection. I don't think so. I like groups, too. I do always want, like, I always think of, um, you know, when polyamory is further along, like, what kind of dynamics are we going to see, like, that occur naturally, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm curious about that you baby poly people you you take us there fourth um she says the odds are not in your favor yeah um and to be honest she is she's right and this is even if you just look at it a purely statistical standpoint the divorce rate is 50 and honestly probably slightly higher than 50 percent now Mm -hmm. so if it's already that hard to stay together with just two people Mm -hmm. you're adding a third person who has complex emotions and needs and wants and desires yeah so the odds are going to go even like you're it's going to be harder Mm -hmm. it just is um i think that's you know talking to my friends when they say it's hard to go from like one kid to two it's even harder to go from two to three Mm -hmm. because it's you're just dealing with so much more right more emotions more feeling like more emotional check-ins more check-ins more things not getting along so um, and her fifth point was that force only works in Star Wars. So, you know, I think a lot of this is getting down to the fact that, like, you cannot force people into a predetermined box or a predetermined idea of what you think your relationship is going to look like when you bring in a third person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, again, I guess kind of make this where I see a lot of, um, people who get pregnant and then when they have the baby, they just look kind of in shock because that's one of those things, again, you really can't prepare for that. And I also want to say, um, forces and forcing something to work. Yeah. I was, I was like really scanning that. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Like forcing it and, and having this predetermined notion and then thinking it's going to go like that a hundred percent. I think a lot. I think a lot of experienced daters can attest to the fact that having expectations like that is the biggest downfall in dating. Period. Oh yeah. Like truly, the organic formation and like what we call like data collecting is really how to like find yourself in the most successful relationship. Because mm-hmm. like th- this is, I think, uh, unicorn hunting really highlights what is toxic about relationship forming, which is having a strict code or a strict idea of what you're looking for, and then really trying to force it to work and kind of having temper tantrums when it's not working the way you want it to even Mm -hmm. if it's not really like even if the expectation is kind of wild considering how humans are you know like we're dating humans who are complex yeah and not allowing the flexibility yeah um it's gonna have to be organic you know um and honestly the more rules and regulations and guidelines you have the worse you're gonna i mean it's 
you know, for me and my experience, having too many rules and regulations is way worse than having not enough. Yeah, I, I want to add into that, that it just very, it, it's like giving a megaphone to the insecurities in the relationship, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I've ever been in an experience where it's like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, exploring this couple. And um, it's not like, you know, it's always one partner who's pushing a lot of restrictions, one person who, and, you know, shocker, it's that same person who will have a meltdown if something doesn't go just so or yeah. if something they didn't think about happens, you know. And then all of a sudden everything has to come to a crashing close because they need to feel in control and like they have power. Yeah. And um, I I think I usually end up evaluating uh, that like, oh, yeah, this isn't really going to work which is why and like another thing that was commented on the poll was like you know instead of trying to like even ask what type of dynamic the person has ask specific details about the dynamic because some people don't really have like you know the same idea for like how are you like okay do you remember when i was talking to that one guy who was like oh we're um in an open relationship we're not polyamorous mm-hmm. but it's okay for us to fall in love we just can't go on dates because yeah. we believe that if we do have time to date then we should go on dates with each other but i do have time to see you and i can and we but we can only be having sex but we but i there yeah. but we couldn't like have a coffee mm-hmm. date quote unquote but you could fall to in love. yeah but we can't fall in love yes and we can see each other in any other free time if we have five hours of time we cannot eat we cannot see a movie. It has to be just having sex because that other person's at work and they can't have a date. Okay. So I was like, thank you so much. Goodbye. Um, goodbye. <laughs> well, let's talk about, you know, so this can be done ethically. Yes. It can happen. Yes. So let's talk about how to make that work. What does that look like? Um, I'll kind of tee up if that's cool. Yeah, please. Um, you know, I think the biggest piece when going into this, in my opinion, is having a very clear and concise reason for why you are wanting to set up a triad. Mm-hmm. So and what would be an example of like a good reason, like an ethical reason to create a triad? So I think if you organically meet someone that works for both of you mm-hmm. and everyone is open to that. And you weren't like searching for a third yeah i you know i guess technically you could search for a third or i feel like if you're searching it gets a little more iffy but if you're open to it and naturally happens that's fine yeah um but i think knowing ahead of time and talking through okay why would we be open to a third Mm -hmm. what purpose is that serving for each of us Mm -hmm. um are we open to both men and women Mm-hmm. Is there yeah. a reason that a man couldn't be brought into right. a hetero, you know, couple? Yeah. Um, and if that's a no, then there needs to be some conversation about, well, why? Yeah. Um, I think exploring ahead of time, well, can we date individually? Mm-hmm. Can we have sex with this person individually? Mm-hmm. And if any of those comes up as no, there really needs to be some self-evaluation, self-growth, and deep diving into why not. Yeah, exactly. Um so I think those conversations about why are we doing this, what are our goals, and mm-hmm. what are we okay with and not okay with, yeah, um, and really working through a lot of that mm-hmm. before you ever start even looking or being truly open or searching or whatever you want to call yeah. it. And I do want to jump in and say that like both you and your partner, if you are in an existing relationship who are seeking a third, you guys quote unquote agreeing on everything 
isn't really a strong argument towards continuing to seek a third, to be honest, Mm -hmm. because in my experience, um, as a matter of fact, in my personal experience, sometimes the partner agrees out of fear of losing the existing relationship. And um, what ends up happening is that resentment grows over time. Mm-hmm. And it's like you start to realize that you're not actually like having problems all the time. You're just kind of acting out and it's not really resolvable and it's not really like, you know, I think one of the things that you and I had a shared experience on is like, you know, just getting like bloodied and beat up, being the first one to do something, everything being a fight in the beginning and then like the partner doing it and just being yeah. completely supportive and you know it's like and and that was hard like i don't that had not come up in any resources i had seen is this idea of like wow i i am probably the better suited to be polyamorous here and yet i really am feeling slighted right now like i feel this is completely like i was crucified for what you're doing yeah you know and well, and I think that's where, like, in these conversations, you you really have to be honest with what are your fears, what are your concerns, mm-hmm. what are you not okay with, are you feeling it, are you, like, you're going to mm-hmm. have to be honest because when you're bringing in someone else or, or just in generally when you're being non-monogamous, it brings all of these issues up to the top very fast. Yeah, exactly. So if they're there, you're not going to hide them very long. Yeah. You're going to exacerbate and it's going to actually intensify. So exactly. don't think that you're avoiding them. You're Mm -hmm. just avoiding them short term. Yeah. I think like in closed relationships, it can really, there is almost like a safety of like, you don't really have to deep dive yourself because a lot of like situations don't come up. Mm -hmm. But when you invite a third in, they come up. Yeah. So. You really can't hide them. For me, I think the second piece, once you've, let's say you've worked through all your stuff, you've done the self-growth, you've evaluated that you are ready for that. Um, You've uh, put in the work to individualize and not be glommed in your relationship. So you've done all that and you're ready to open up and you're ready to go find your third. So I think the next piece is when you actually meet that person, having some real, real conversations about their expectations, Mm -hmm. their desires, their wants, their boundaries. Right. And then also being very, very upfront with sharing you individually and both as a couple and as an individual, what those look like for you guys. Mm -hmm. And really working towards getting past this whole like sugarcoating. I think a lot of times in dating, we always want to put our best foot forward. Mm Mm-hmm. We always want to show the best part of ourselves. Right. No one ever shows up and is like, hey, here's all my really bad shit. And here's my really good shit. And evaluate. Go. Right. Yeah. We always want to look, oh, we're so great. And yay. We're awesome. And and, and once again, a lot of us fall into that trap when we're dating. Oh, yeah. Everyone does. Like even I was trying to make another dating profile recently. And I was very like, I'm an expert at emotional intelligence. And I was like deleting. I'm like, CJ, too strong. (laughs) Too much. (laughs) Too much. (laughs) 10% less. (laughs) (laughs) but i think having those real frank open conversations will really set you up for a much better outcome yeah um it might not be forever let's you know let's talk about that still like there's still you guys still need to have the conversations about you know as a triad if we end up not liking this how do we close yep exactly who closes reference how do we do that like check out our letting go gracefully episode also for some good information that can also be applied to this yep so having all of those conversations ahead of time before you get into the nre Mm -hmm. before you get into all that just put it out there i would almost say like almost like start as like kitchen table poly and then see if an organic triad can be formed Mm mm-hmm 
like if somebody meets someone and you introduce them to your partner you know there's no expectation of you guys dating everybody but this is just like oh hey here's my person yeah. and if they get along great if they don't also great now i will say um there can be some predatory unicorn hunting in that mm-hmm. case oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. i've also had that happen oh nice so where i will date a guy but ultimately their goal is to bring in a third and they mm-hmm. try to get me who i am not bisexual who i wish mm-hmm. um and they keep bringing it up like they, they try to be casual about it but mm-hmm. i'm like mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of like the quickest way to end it to be honest like, yeah and i think maybe and maybe some people are better at hiding it but there are some in the experiences that i've had they kind of like i don't know they fumble and it's like revealed what they want like pretty quickly yeah i guess um mostly it's like oh like one time um i was talking to a guy who uh was like yeah i'm just like living with my wife right now but she knows i'm on the apps but we're kind of like taking a break but we're actually looking for a third like eventually it came to the fact yeah. that they're looking for a third and i was like ah okay i don't break but together you're on the does she know that you're on she doesn't oh oh. yeah that's the predatory piece that i don't support at all yeah say with your chest Mm -hmm. yeah um that's why you should ask a lot of questions don't get caught up in the nre yep ask a lot of questions um and then i think when you're inside of the relationship so you have you've leveled up you have found your third Mm -hmm. you've had these great conversations treat it like a relationship Mm-hmm. There should be check-ins. There should be tons of communication. There should be on, like, this is no different. So, again, if there's autonomy, all three of you should be checking in with all three of you individually. Yeah. There should be partner check-ins. There should be group check-in. Like, all mm-hmm. of that should be happening. And it probably sounds like a lot more work. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you're signing up yeah, for. exactly. You know, that's... Right truly what you're signing up for and that's okay it can be done mm-hmm. but you're signing up for more work yeah so you're gonna have to be proactive and granted you don't have to you could sit back you could not do the work but it's probably gonna blow up in your face yeah and it could destroy your religion original relationship along with the triad mm-hmm. so yeah. you know closing down doesn't always save it just kind of is a hail mary yeah one of the things i think like um I think another thing that people should be cognizant of is like how sometimes adding another relationship dynamic into your current relationship can also change how you interact with that existing partner oh yeah mm-hmm. so like you know if you're inviting in a toxic person you know that's going to affect your existing partner as well so yep. you really got to consider that like really consider the energy of that person you're bringing into yep. and what it does to your energy and what it does to the existing relationships um you know i think one of the last things i kind of wanted to point out is i think sometimes there's some confusion around unicorn hunting versus play partners and swinging dynamics Mm -hmm. um so for myself i don't consider play partners or swingers or those types of like you know very sex-based strictly sex-based um, typically a little bit more just transactional in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't consider that quite as much unicorn hunting if they were to bring in a third just strictly for sex. And mm-hmm. obviously it still needs to be negotiated out. There's right. still rules and boundaries. Um, but for me, I typically don't apply that to a unicorn term right? as much. That seems more like they're trying to create a dynamic and keep it long term. Yeah um so for me swingers 
um, like BDSM play partners because you can't have more than two and, and people. And I guess you could have play partners for a long term. I don't mean to say that like that's kind of like a one night hookup thing. Um, but I guess I wonder if it's less stuff that needs to be negotiated. Uh, play partners within BDSM actually have to be more negotiated. Not as more negotiated as BDSM kink triad seekers. <laughs> that gave me a headache but yes <laughs> yeah i mean anytime you're entering into any sort of um dynamic be it play partners bdsm like bdsm play partners you absolutely should negotiate ahead of time mm-hmm. much more so for safety mm-hmm. um negotiating out if you've had traumas what those triggers are, like all that so mm-hmm. um and we should probably do a podcast on how to negotiate bdsm dynamics yeah. um but there should always be negotiations. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just less unicorn hunting for me in those dynamics. And I still don't actually even do threesomes or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a little bit more just usually kind of sexually transactional. Mm-hmm. Um, it could develop into more. So if it does, you should still have those conversations. Mm-hmm. If a swinging couple suddenly starts to get feelings for the person they've been bringing in. Everything should be put on hold and discussed mm-hmm. and to see where you want to go with that. What's the difference between putting something on hold and vetoing it? Um, I would say for myself, like if I were in that dynamic and I started to realize I was having deeper feelings for someone, mm-hmm. I would more just ask for like a pause of like, hey, I feel like I'm having these emotions. I'm not sure if anyone else is and I'd like to discuss them before we hook up again. Okay. Um. So more of just taking a moment to like check in with everyone. Is anyone else experiencing this? Am I okay? Is everyone okay if I do feel this way and mm-hmm. we keep moving forward? Right. Yeah. So I think more of just taking a moment of like, are we still okay under the original dynamic that we negotiated or is it going to change or does it need to change? You mm-hmm. know, just those check-ins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, communication is still key. that's all of it yeah it's everything so we will drop a lot of this into the comments um give us your feedback we're by no means trying to trash or badmouth triads uh on the contrary we're trying to empower triads to actually get what they're looking for which is hopefully a good dynamic yeah a healthy dynamic for all partners involved yes so go out and Find that love, find the sex, find whatever you're looking for, but just do it in an ethical, healthy way. And be warned that if you're going to jump into uh, non-monogamy groups and you're going to be like, me and my husband are looking for a third, you're you're just dropping yourself into the piranha pit. Mm -hmm. They will come for you. Be ready. Yeah, they will. And you're going to be like, everyone here is so mean. Guarantee. Yeah. So be ethical, be intentional, do the work. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I'm good too. Thanks for listening. So We're out of here. Tell me get pickles. Yes. <laughs> I'm the unicorn dibs. <gasps> I'm good. I want to be the dragon. You can be. Once again, the more powerful <laughs> mythical creature. I just want I the giant horse. You know. Size queen. Uh, I, I, I want fire powers. I want to breathe fire. Oh, that's valid. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>